Hello everyone and welcome to the Power 9 Podcast. My name is Mick. I'm one of your hosts alongside the Spellboy, Nuno Cunha. Hello everyone. Welcome back. You are back from London. Yeah, I was uh, in London. London, uh, baby. Speci- yeah. More specifically, uh, well, I, w- I, w- I traveled to London, but I went up to Loughborough, which is sort of an hour and a bit up north from London. Uh, yeah. yeah, I went there for a, not, a job interview, which uh, did not go so well. It went well, but I didn't get the, the job. So, west yeah. of right, bro? No, no. Are you are you all right, bro? No. Are you all right, bro? Yeah, that's close by. <laughs> that's close by. Oh <laughs> uh, man, Panja, ten ten euros. Ching ching. Anyway, so yeah, that's why you, that's why you were missing last week, and yeah, yeah. Nah, it doesn't matter. You're gonna get more opportunities. Hopefully, soon. hopefully, yeah. Yeah, which now means you'll be staying in Portugal. Yeah. Well, we'll see about Price. that. But yeah, oh, we'll see, we'll man. see, we'll see. Oh, man. Maybe I'll even come to Singapore. Like, who knows? Like, you came here for a year, maybe I'll go over. Yeah, that'll be fun. And we'll, I don't know, you... Now, they have magic there, so I'm sure it'd be right at home. Yeah. Well, I've actually been to Singapore, so... Yeah, you can, you... I, I don't know, we have got too many judges around. No, but you'll be a level two. Damn. I would be a level, level yeah, two. Yeah, that'll be... That would be interesting. I think in uh, Singapore, we've only got like three level two judges, which kind of... Well, it's not a very big city slash country. Yeah, there's... I mean, yeah, you don't have... You do have quite a few stores, but the stores are like... The stores are like um, advanced plus stores and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, it'd be fine like to just... If, if I just have like somewhere to play and stuff. I, I People don't play Legacy in Singapore. Do they not? Nobody plays Legacy. Huh. Only French people and uh, now Star City Games. Spanish players. people play quite a lot of Legacy. They're really? not very good, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was that documentary that we were watching. The guys from Boston. Hey, yo, hey. Hey, hey yo. Hey, yo, we want to play some Legacy. You come into this household, you get good food, and you get Legacy. Yeah, you see, yo. right here, this is my favorite card, Savannah Lion, because it <laughs> won me this... Beta Black Lotus, which and, I do not sleeve. I put the Savannah Lion in a in a top plastic, loader. yeah, in a top loader, and I don't sleeve my Black Lotus. Why? Why, dude? Why? Anyway, it's cardboard, man. Yeah, it's just cardboard. Yeah. Also, yes, I did say beta because they were American. Yeah. I do know beta. that the correct way to say it is beta. Beta. But <laughs> Americans, you know, they always say beta and stuff. Yeah, I I'm coughing a lot, so you guys can you guys can hear it in the background. I'm like coughing and wheezing. Uh, Nothing against Americans, by the way. You know, we love you. We love you. It's just you talk funny. <laughs> Actually, yes, every when do. I'm in we, well, we like, talk funny too. When I was in England, uh, well, when I studied in England, and also this last week that I was there, um, you changed e- your everyone, accent. No, no, no. Everyone, everyone says that I'm like I sound super American, and I was like, yeah, I know. Even though like. So I'll I'll have I'll I'll have a very American accent because of like all the all the films and stuff that I watch, but like yeah. all my vocabulary is very sort of British. Yeah, it, the it's vocabulary British. is because I say like I, I never say Z or anything like that. I say Z. Z. And I say beta. Oh, you say Z? Yeah, of course. Okay. And I say mm. I think okay. in America they say like semi-finals, and then in, in semi-finals. The, yeah, Damn it is semi-finals. It's, it's an I. It doesn't have a anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Random, random conversation over. Uh, if you've been listening, if you've listened so far, uh, welcome to the Power Nine Podcast. Um, every week, me and Nuno get together and we talk a little. Uh, well, we talk a little bit about the cards that drive us a little crazy sometimes. In a small game called Magic: The Gathering, I think you've heard of it. Also, quite a lot of side tracks. If you don't like side tracks, this is not the place for you. Yeah, get on the main track. <laughs> get on another train, folks. Uh, you can find us every week on power9podcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, on iTunes. Uh, where else can they find MTGcast.com. us? MTGcast.com. Yeah, MTGcast.com. How can I forget that? Uh, also, you can find us on Facebook at power9podcast. Uh, no, facebook.com slash power9podcast. You can find us on Twitter at power9podcast. The nine is a number nine. And if you've got any comments, suggestions, uh, email us at power9podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Also, we have Twitter handles, and I actually have a pretty cool one, a new one. So yeah. Mick, obviously, like, can beat his. At the Asian Judge. At the Thank Asian you. Judge, yeah, yeah. And now mine has been swapped to at 
the spell boy. Excellent. Finally, we have a good Twitter handle for you. Like yeah. this has been a long time coming. I don't. Why did you not look for that from the beginning? Do you I know, know somebody could have just like taken it and squatted with it? Well, it is taken. If I just N- do spell boy, spell boy is taken. Spell boy is taken. Oh, yeah, but okay. The spell boy. You know they the knew like boy, Twitter yeah. kept that open because like, they know like there are many spell boys like people who pretend like posers. But the spellboy. Otherwise, you'll be the the spellboy one nine one one. Yeah, something like one nine one seven. No one else is allowed the privilege of being the spellboy because no one no. else is adventurous enough to have the the not no creatures cube. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about our topic for the week, and this comes from Reddit, which is interesting, and it um, well, it comes from Germany. Well, yeah, it comes from Germany being uh, read off Reddit. Uh, And if you're interested, you can go look for it. How selling magic cards might land me in jail. Uh, Right. So this this is by this guy. Powerful stuff. uh, It's posted by this guy called Tobias Grafensteiner. Okay, so I don't... Here's the thing. I I don't visit Reddit very often. uh, And this only came up in... uh, What you call it? It only came up on Facebook, and that's what brought my attention to it. I think uh, I came by it on Twitter, I think. Okay, yeah. So a lot of people have been talking about it. Uh, and if you're not familiar, we'll go through, uh, I guess, we'll go through with you the story as it is. As told by, from this point of view, as told by Tob- Tobias Grafensteiner. I hope you're getting your name right. I'm very so impressed, Mick. Yeah, Grafen- very impressed. Grafensteiner. Ah, gotta gotta yeah, work Mick, on that. Mick just clicked his boots. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, uh, growing my mustache. Okay, so my name is Tobias Grafensteiner. It's 27 years old. It comes from the German town of Nuremberg. Okay, so long story short, basically, he's a magic player like all of us. I hope he says. Uh, he says. Uh, he's uh, gone to PPTQs, Grand Prix, whatever. Uh, so the thing is he sells and buys cards or he used to buy cards on um, Magic Card Market which is known as MKM uh, which is a site in Europe that allows you to buy cards it's not just for Europe now it's not just for no, Europe because face-to-face games sells on there as well like it, it, you can oh, okay. sell from anywhere so, in the world but obviously it comes with like you got to you gotta postage. do postage. So just think of it as eBay, but just for Magic cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It's slightly uh, different. So it's so the 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 concept yeah. of the fo- concept of Magic card market. There are no auctions or anything. It's a peer-to-peer. Uh, you you sell yeah yeah you, you sell, sell cards, but you can else. you can do so as a private seller or uh, like a as a general seller, right? So you can be like a star that has an account on uh, MKM, and, uh, and if you're a star, you need to like say so. <laughs> You need to say you're a star and obviously provide the the relevant information, mm-hmm. or you can just sell as like some guy that ha- you know opens boosters and wants to sell whatever he doesn't need on. Yeah, Magic if you want to sell your collection and stuff, or like you can that. sell of your whole collection on yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. There's the other site that you were talking about, the Gumtree like site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, Gumtree like you you'd sell off your whole collection. Uh, but here you sell off like singles, yeah. and, and it's it quite tracks. convenient because it's like peer to peer. You know, you like you. Just as as an eBay, you have you get uh, feedback on your sales. You, mm-hmm. you become like a you can you, be a super seller, power yeah. seller. You get like reputation based on the amount of sales you make, how fast your shipping is, how good your uh, how good your packaging is, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, and basically, how, how many layers of cardboard you've wrapped yeah. your card around with scotch tape and yeah. stuff. and the interesting thing actually with MKM is. <laughs> They have a pre-established uh, value, like they have pre they pre-established like the amount that you need to be paid to package and post your cards. Oh yeah. So when people so, say you're gonna buy like card X that costs one euro, when you actually go to pay, you'll pay that one euro plus whatever fee they they deem is necessary to package and post. And the person that's shipping that card to you will get. Your like the one euro minus the the fee that and Magic Card Market gets, and they'll get the added value for packaging and posting their cards. Yep. Okay, so one one cool thing about I guess I'm not gonna advertise uh, MKM too much, but one cool thing about Magic Card Market is that it shows you the price trend 
over a period of I think it's a month. A, a month, okay. Yeah, uh, depending on how long the card's been out, but at least a month. Uh, and it shows you the price trend. It shows you the from price, uh, which you know is basically from a certain amount to to um, what you call it. Yeah, it says the minimum price you can buy the card at. It sh- shows you the trend, which is basically the average, av- uh, like for the last month, which and is usually not very representative. If, like if the card spikes or anything. Yep, and anything it also like shows yeah. you like all the sellers and what they what they're selling it at. Yeah. Uh, also sa- says language, condition of the card, and for me, actually, the uh, the most I think the most relevant data that people never give any imp- importance to is the average of the daily sales. So oh, yeah, yeah. for me, the most important That's thing right. on, like they have this graph that they plot like all the financial information from this card. Yep. And for me, there, there's like every day they put a, point, a dot, like they, they put a da- data point on this graph. What and is that the, is the average value of like the sales for this for card day, on yeah. that day. Yeah. And that, that's this is what the price trend is based on, like the mm-hmm. average of all the daily sales for the last month. Okay, yeah. so that's it's, that's a, it's a pretty well built website, I'd say. Yeah, like, I, I think it's. Um, they have all the like the different printings, like special editions, limited editions, you know. Like, yeah, and apart cool. from, I mean, apart from, let's say, SCG or like TCG Player, uh, TCG Player does show you the trend. I think it shows you the trend, um, but it it doesn't do trends. It just shows you like the data points for each day. Yeah, but it's here's the thing: like SCG and TCG player, they're shops, so they, you know they sell their product at yeah. a predetermined TCG price. TCG is slightly different. TCG uh, is more TC- simple. Yeah. TCG is basically Magic Card Market. It is. Yeah, because you can also you can also be a private seller on TCG. Oh yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Uh, okay, so here's the thing: like you can be a private seller on Magic Card Market, or you can be a business. So if your business obviously. Uh, you're, regi- you're a registered company and you, yeah, you're trying to sell cards from your inventory. All right, so back to, back to the Tobias. story. Tobias. Tobias says, I, uh, so he buys cards, you know, and recently he's been selling cards and he's been selling cards, he's been speculating. Yeah. So, uh, so one, this guy's been selling for a number of years, right? He says he sells... Yep. A lot of cards, like mostly from his prizes and stuff. That's what he, he claims. And recently, he noticed that a lot of people speculate on cards. And he decided to... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go on that spec market. Uh, so one of the you know one of the specs that uh, did not turn out very well is after Pro Tours Dragons of Takir. And uh, he bought a whole bunch of uh, Chromanticors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for once, one euro seventy-five cents a piece. So well, four of them. He bought, bought at that four? price. So, what happens was, so Tobias used to go to the Pro Tour. He used to be on the Pro Tour circuit. Yeah. And he had some friends that went to Pro Tour Dragon Tark here. Like, he had some inside information, basically, mm-hmm. from people that were at uh, was it Brussels? Uh, dragons, yeah, dragons. And basically, Brussels. they told him that the the new yeah, Cromanti, Cromanti yeah. Flayer deck was Cremanti, something. Yeah, yeah. It was getting popular, and so they gave him this inside information, and he said, "Well, let's get on the on the train and buy some Cromanti cards." So, and he, so bought, he ended up buying like twenty or twenty odd Cromanti cards, but four of them he bought, and this is the qu- the quoted price, by the way. Yeah, so he bought four from TCG discount. At one, it was one playset, one set of five a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Basically, yeah, so basically that's what he did. So you yeah. buy out, uh, I guess you can call it a buyout, but he didn't buy all of no, them. He so bought usually, a lot. Yeah, usually the websites, like some people will have, say, say I'm like a seller and I have like this random common that I have like 20 of. I'll just list all of them. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of shops do, like not necessarily just, um, yeah, even private sellers do this as well. Mostly the shops, what they do is they limit the amount of cards that you can buy from them. Yep. So what they'll do is, oh, they'll only list four of a certain card, and then once those four get sold, they they'll relist four more. Yeah. So that prevents that prevents from being bought from out just, like they yeah. do on TCG, like on TCG player, like cards get bought out all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so these guys had four listed, TCG discounted, and he bought the four from them. He bought he bought 16 other, of, yeah, yeah he bought like cards. a bunch of other copies from other sellers. But this is the uh, these four are the relevant. <coughs> And he uh, bought 20 copies from one other seller. So he basically had 29 copies of Chromanticore in stock. And he tried to sell the card for 
uh, euros after buying it um, well from all these from all these other players so this is this is your typical spec you you buy in advance or you buy in cheap and you try to sell off uh, you know you you buy in low and sell off high yeah but you need a reasonable margin because you still have to account for like the postage, postage and, and also your processing fees that you'll have to pay magic card market once you now sell the card and stuff yeah okay yeah. so uh basically what ha- what happened on april 22nd he got a letter from tcg discounts lawyers uh, demanding a payment of 750 euros and signing of a declaration of discontinuance that would forbid him from ever privately selling cards on the N- uh, MKM again. Okay, so the keyword here is privately. So what they're trying to do is to get him to be a uh, retailer. Business. Yeah, be, become a business. Um, and long story short, he shot back. Uh, TCG discount shot back, and now they're going to court. Apparently. Yeah, it was it was it got a little bit dirty basically because the way TCG discount explained it in a later statement was they basically they thought so this guy's been selling for a number of years like he's been selling he has quite a high volume of cards in stock. Yep, and he claimed initially that these were cards that he wins from like online tournaments and such, but. TCG discount were not very happy with basically like when he lifts his cards on MKM, he says he has on the comments se- comment section, he says that he has all the cards from standard in stock. Mm-hmm. And so what TCG discount, like their argument is that basically like if he's a private seller, then why would he have entire sets in stock? Like why would he have all the cards from standard available? Well, So he's saying that he's showing at least there is reason to to believe that he is a business so he they're saying that this is this account is a front for a they're not telling him you have to become a business they're saying that you, they're saying that he is a business oh okay right, and he's right, a front right. okay yeah that's that's a better okay. Imp- interpretation okay and so what they told him is and this this was related to like german law like if you're a business and you and even even with mkm if you're a business and you're listed on mkm you need to provide a number of details that you do not have to if you're a private seller. Okay. And obviously this is like private sellers will do much smaller volume of sales. Mm-hmm. And so then as a business would do. And so there isn't as much risk of say someone that buys from them being screwed over and then having to deal with like various implications. Yeah. Whereas if you're buying from the, from a store, like you can buy at a very high volume. And if they, if something happens, like you'll have their full details and, and you'll be you able to like track, the store. track them and like yeah. solve the problem, give them feedback and all this. If you're a private seller, like any up, basically all you have to do is cancel that account, open a new account, relist all the items. Um, yeah, bleep there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so that's that's the long and short of it, yeah. and uh, he's due it in court. Okay, so these guys are due to battle it out in court in uh, July, I think, somewhere in July. Which is very efficient, I I feel. Well, it's well, Germany, Germany, yeah, right? it's Germany. Yeah, Einstein, the, Einstein. The, the reason why this escalated was, and like a lot of people were saying, oh, these guys are such douchebags because if you're just trying to get them to be an, so they're they're just arguing like we want fair competition. So we're just saying if you're a business, like there's no reason why you should be using a private account and not having to pay as many fees as we do, because mm-hmm. obviously as a business they'll have more fees. Um, and they're just saying, yeah, we just want fair competition, so we want you to be honest about the kind of business you are. Okay. Um, so, but uh, and so they get they, but but people were saying, yeah, but if that's the case, why would you ask for seven hundred fifty euros compensation? Yeah, like, what? All, all what's he did was buy that, four man. cards, exactly. And so they said uh, these seven hundred fifty euros, as German law requires. So they felt that they were harmed by this behavior. Mm-hmm. They felt that there was um, sort of harmful competition here. So they said, obviously, you're getting in our way of providing like our service. So they asked the lawyer to to sue them, but let's just give them. It was it was a written warning as required in German law, but in in German law apparently it also says that if I'm sending you a written a written warning, if I'm having to do so, uh-huh. then you'll have to pay for the legal fees in doing this. That's weird. And okay, so but and yeah, apparently yeah. that was the cost of sending him a written warning. So it wasn't like none of those 750 euros would go to the shop. It was just him having to pay the legal fees. Yeah. Okay, that, then, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. to be, Tobias then decided to, to have a, a letter written up by his own lawyer replying and saying <laughs> that all of these activities just in, 
incur from his hobby and like all of the cars that he sells are just from like online prizes and all this and that he would not stop selling and then so the stars set sought out for like more action and they went to court and the court actually decided that there was reason to believe that he was indeed a business indeed indeed a business using that account as a cover-up and so he was then sent a prohibition letter saying he'd have to give up on like his account otherwise he'd have to pay up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars or euros or face a six-month jail time in jail and uh well they basically have to go to court like yeah and so his lawyer having had this prohibition letter sent over advised him like he just told him yeah you're gonna have to go to court because you're gonna have to settle this otherwise you're never gonna be able to sell cars in your life okay so there's uh, here's the thing like there's uh the reason why they are going to court is because there's no uh there's no um precedent yeah precedence right that was the word i was looking for yeah so nothing like this has ever happened i don't think so no, um, and people or at are least basically. If it has happened, it's like swept under the rug or not, br- you know, not brought up. Uh, so yeah, this is well. We're, I guess we're treading into new ground at this point. So. Everyone's saying that it is important for there to be a, a precedent on this, but mostly like hearing this story, people just got scared because a lot of people speculate on cards. Like they'll yeah. see a card they like, they'll buy in a bunch of copies. Like I do it a lot. Like. People know I speculated on Tassigar and all that. Hey, we this show is about stuff that we speculate on too. Yeah, so. exactly. So I think initially people were just very afraid, and now that sort of you know everything you know the the, the yeah the, the the dust is settling. The mob has the mob has yeah. rested. I think uh, everybody's like thinking a bit level-headed now. It was it was it was definitely like the volume this guy was. There was definitely like a lot of reasons to suspect that this guy was a front for business mm-hmm. due to the like this guy was doing hundreds of sales a month uh, uh, he was, they were quoting here 150 sales in a week yeah so oh, no, it's no, no. The, 150 trades in, in a month, month yeah, in yeah, a month yeah, yeah. so there's That's definitely right. like a high volume yep. and also like just the comment saying um, like I have all the cards from standard available like that those two things are obviously very like there is some suspicion associated with them yeah, but, but you know, yeah. I I also have my playset of everything from standard. Okay, so let let's not jump into it um uh like this. Let's let's slowly break it down. There's obviously there's a lot of issues here. Yeah. So I think uh let's tackle it with the the elephant in the room first. Uh which is speculation is going to land you into trouble. Okay. So this is this is one of the Issues like this is the ultimate. This is the ultimate point, right? I guess yeah. This is the ultimate. Uh, Okay, so first things first. Do they have a case? Is there a case? Obviously, yes. Because if you receive a letter from the court, uh, the court definitely decided that there was a case. Yeah, there's. You know, uh, the guy's getting a prohibition letter. This letter is not drafted. This letter obviously is drafted from the lawyers, but it has to go through some authority, and somebody said. You know, somebody in the uh, German law system said, yeah, this kind of sounds like it can hold water and now it's gone through. So somebody obviously thinks that there's a case or at least one judge thinks there's a case. So yeah, yeah, there is a case. Uh, I asked some of my friends back home... um, who are who are lawyers who sh- who shall not be named uh so yeah it does hold water here's the thing about uh like german and eu law in general uh is that um safeguarding of livelihoods is a big thing over here i i don't know this uh but apparently it is and so you know if you have to protect your right to a livelihood uh, which is what TCG uh, TCG discount is trying to do, then yes, there is a, there is definitely a case, and um, uh, yeah, obviously you know here, uh, well we're not too sure about um, German law or EU law in general, but I don't think you want to make frivolous claims like this, uh, in case you know you're gonna get you know you're gonna get countersuit if this is. Uh, if this has nothing to do or if this is just frivolous, you're going to get, you know, it's going to backfire on you. So there's no way that you're going to, you know, you're just going to uh, 
just yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, TC, TC, there were some rumors initially saying that TCG discount was going out of business and they basically <laughs> had nothing to lose. That was cute because basically, like whatever happens now, like you know, the public opinion with regards to TCG discount has gone way, way down. <coughs> that they would attack. Like, like as they see, seller, as they yeah, see exactly. a private a player basically, right? So a player is being attacked for speculating on a card, something that all players do whenever they see a card they like. Yeah. Obviously, some players do it to f more further extents than others. Like some people will buy 50 copies, some people will buy their play set because they think that card will be good for playing. And then you yeah, know, it's just uh, different. So. No, some people the go beyond thing, buying yeah, a yeah, playset. Yeah. The thing. Okay, so let's go into the the big issue, which is. Uh, yeah, speculation. Yeah, where, know, the, where the problem here is where do you draw the line? Exactly. Yeah, so, so the star was saying like we're fine with people like buying their cards for their decks if there's something they think they would play and then if they decide I don't want to play with it anymore and like and they sell it and make a profit, you know, everyone's happy. What they're saying, what they have a problem with is the intent to make profit. So if a, a, a person is buying cards with a pure, like with the only thought of making money and I don't think that's a decision they should be allowed to make. Yeah. First I, of all, like collecting, like <coughs> speculating is basically a consequence of this being a collector's item. Yes, that's true. Okay. Uh, you know, Magic, Magic the Gathering is a collect, uh, is, uh, you know, in some, in most people's um, vocabulary would be a collector's, you know. Collector, yeah, if, if you cannot, okay. if you don't allow players to speculate, then you can allow them to buy things like from the vaults. Or oh yeah, or like exactly. you know collectors' items, right? From These the vaults are, yeah, are collectors' exactly. items, and mm. like if you don't want people to speculate, then you can't make the card the game about <coughs> collecting stuff. Then you need to make you know full sets. Yeah, you, you need to, to start sell selling full sets, full sets yeah, and yeah, exactly. and that way you make it player friendly and sure everyone just can just buy their stuff to play and become easily accessible, and that's a game. This is a collector. If it is a collect game, right? it CCG, is a collectible yeah. card game. Each card holds a different and unique value. Yep. And that value fluctuates over time, depending on demand and, the, and supply. Yeah, and the and same thing happens on. with coins, uh, with like stamps, and like with anything that's collectible. And people, 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 yeah, people will speculate on these things, right? And yeah. it should be a person should be allowed to like collect whatever they want, like buy a, whatever volume they want. Yeah. Okay. So here's where you know they're here's, saying here's the gray area, obviously. Yeah. Like, where where does it go you know where where do you draw the line obviously between speculation and uh yeah where do you become a business where yeah are where you... where is it become a hobby where does it transition from a hobby to a business and even if it is a business like how big is the scale yeah like so they're saying there was a guy commenting on reddit like this behavior that the star is having <laughs> is going to stop players from escalating their hobby into a business. And that, that is exactly right. And I don't think that's a bad thing, though. I think people, I don't think people should start speculating on a professional level, but still doing it from their homes, because obviously then it is incorrect yeah. and it is unfair competition. Yep. Like if you're just buying, you know, like a bunch of cards, if you're just going in like 200, 300 copies in, like deep and then selling those cards for profit and you're just doing it off MKM then obviously like no one's going to be able to compete with you because the only fees that you have are your own right well whereas yeah. a store has to pay for like this their space you know they have to pay like somewhere to keep their inventory like they need to keep lo uh, like employees so here's the thing okay so yeah. it's I, I mean we talk about uh, so we obviously like this is not going to be settled like on this conversation itself so let's move on to the next issue which is yeah you just mentioned uh, what's the difference between the player or the speculator who does it as a air quote hobby uh, and a business so you know as a business you don't actually need a storefront okay obviously as a business you need to register you need to put in all your details you actually need to pay a certain fee uh, i'm not sure about germany but in singapore you have to pay some fee you yeah, have to yeah. open up a bank account everywhere you'll have to do like. tax refunds you'll have to like show you'll have how to do much, it yearly and, yeah, and you'll, like, yeah you'll need to show an income right otherwise yes, exactly. people will see that it's dodgy and if your sole activity like so What's in question really here is, is this like his only source of income? Is this his source of income? Is this his job? 
This what? is this is what TCG Discount is saying. Like this guy, this is his business. This is his business. But here's the it's, thing: like they're it's saying, not. it's not a hobby. It, 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 the thing is, it's not. He is uh, he is clearly uh, he has a day job. I forget where where it's written somewhere in here. Uh, somewhere in the no, description, he has it's a day not, job. It's so. not relevant. He can have another job and this be like a, and this be like the the second the job or whatever. Part-time, you know, this thing. So, but you know, I would. You know, if you have that collection, wouldn't you like you know, personally? You want I, to sell? Yeah, personally, like, I have no problem with him. <coughs> what what he did, because I would do the same if I had the inside information. Exactly. Yeah. Like, or if I, I had have the no insight, problem with this, like I don't need the insider information. Yeah. yeah if yeah, I have obviously. the foresight and the insight, you know, I would act on it. Like, you know, me and my friends, we bought, uh, we went to the store and like, uh, before Death Right Shaman was actually a thing. Yeah. Uh, we you know, and we literally bought it from the store. The guy said, "Okay, Death Right Shamans for five for five dollars," and we're like going, "Okay, bring it in." We bought ten copies, I think. Mine just to complete the playset. Uh, two for another guy, and then four for this thing. We bought a lot of copies, like five bucks each. The very next week, it shot up to ten bucks. Yeah, and then and then it kept climbing. So this is, I mean, but then. You see that you're you're not doing what this guy did because you were completing playsets. You're like you're gonna play with them. Correct. I'm completing playsets, but so you you're, know, you're I have the intention. I have are, the intention of completing that playset when the, the price cheapest. is really yeah, yeah, at yeah. the cheapest. But you when are, the price is really high. Yeah. I would like to. I would like to try to you know flip it flip it for for extra cash. But you're embodying you're embodying what the TCG discount is advocating for. They want people to buy for their decks. And if they're making money in the process, like that's fine. But they don't want you to go deep on like so many copies that you're hindering their business. Basically, that's so weird because it is no, weird no, because the, they the, should be they should have their own foresight to make fair prices and like whatever is good for their business. Yeah, exactly. Okay, they're so, saying they don't want people to to be smarter <coughs> than them, basically. Wait, but that's a that's a different issue when we talk about. It, it is a different well. issue. The, yeah. Here's the thing, like. Where does it go from, like, uh, you know, how does it transition from me being a speculator? I would have bought out the store. Like, they did not have any more copies. I think it the has to do... Had, like, yeah, I think it has to do with the sort of inventory you keep. I think it definitely has to do with the, with the inventory weird. you keep. It's and how many... Basically, I think, personally, it has... To, not only, like, obviously, the, the first clue is, is speculating your main source of income. Yeah. Okay. If it's your main source of income, obviously this is your job. Well, yes, that's true. You know, there are some. There are obviously there are people. There are traders out there. This is their source of income. Yeah, but those like official traders all, you like, Star City Games. They speculate. That's Mm -hmm. fine. They they pay tax. You know, they everything is everything is regulated. Um, Guys on like like for example, guys on Brainstorm Brewery. They speculate. That's fine. Yeah, but like one of the guys like is a store owner. The other guy does it like as uh, a hobby. That's the thing. As a hobby, but he yeah, buys they, in bulk, like two hundred copies. He goes to stores. Yeah, not all of them do it as a <laughs> as a hobby. Um, some Mar- of them, it, Marcel it is their, takes Neil Min. No, Marcel is different. Marcel is uh, he takes Neil Min cuts. Okay. Yeah, Marcel. Anyway, Marcel speculates on Moto exclusively, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like on Moto, it's different. You're like not acting with real money. Come on. And obviously, and also, real money. you're That's... not competing with anyone, though. Like everyone is is on a level playing field there. Private sellers and businesses are on a level playing field there. Uh, yeah. Okay. True. Actually, it's not true. Uh, on Moto, stars have a bigger advantage because they can they have, have a box. Yeah, they have they can more have a box. stuff. Yeah. yeah, but on Magic Card Market, <coughs> in fact, private sellers are in a, at an advantage. It is fine. It is true. You don't have as many fees. You don't have to you provide as much as information. Fees, you don't have as much risk of... No, you do have... I mean, okay. The you don't risk have the is, same amount of risk, basically. Okay, you don't have the same amount of risk, but, you know, the fees-wise, how much, how much different is it? Like, it is different. Is it? it is different because, well, first of all, I'm not sure about this. This is pure pure speculation on my side, on my behalf. I would say that businesses probably pay a higher commission to MKM than a private seller does. Mm, okay. Even if it yeah, isn't true. Even include, if yeah. it isn't true. Even if it isn't true. They the do, private do seller se- sells and the profit goes to him. Yes. The only person that b- b- benefits from that profit is, is him. The 
seller yeah if a store is selling cards that profit will not go to the guy sitting at the computer selling the cards no but what they if, will have to sell at a much higher volume to pay not only for the employees but also for all the bills that come with no but what if, you know if you don't have a storefront if let's say you're an online store and you're using magic card market as another avenue to sell your exactly. cards so, that is also true exactly you know, it's it's an extra like it's an added uh source of income for the star tcg discount tcg discount does not you know it's not an uh a physical store it is an online store i uh, let me go let me go double check that but yeah but that's w- fine like that doesn't that doesn't so you know you're an online store you don't have um well first link is this uh, individual oh, uh-huh. under maintenance great yeah the sh- this the website is being currently undergoing maintenance we'll be right back Right. Okay, so here's the thing, like you're an online store. Like what are your what are your overheads? Your overheads are maybe people you pay to count the cards, your server costs, um obviously your business registration, your income, Basically your more, income taxes, more and stuff than like that. So yeah, there there is there is definitely a cost, I understand. But yeah, now but that, okay, so now we're that, gonna go into there the is next a, issue. Yeah, so they they usually stars <coughs> what happens with stars is they usually sell higher. They say they they usually sell at higher prices. They sell more mm-hmm. volume. They have yep. like more they, product they available. Have, yes, exactly. And also, like what you're getting for that is reliability. Exactly. So you okay, have so. It, full transparency. Like you know where the store is based. You can contact them directly. And you, you can, can track. To, yeah. You can usually track your uh, order. You and so uh, there was actually a crucial thing. Like the guy said, if you're in Germany and you're acting as a business, people should be able to. Uh, contact you to like arrange for details and even cancel the the order if they so wish. To yeah, do that's. So. I mean, that's fine. That's, that's a fine. normal yeah. thing, and that's so what you pay for let's when analyze, you buy from the store. Yeah, so, let's analyze these three, right? Let's analyze um, of uh, price, availability, and reliability. With price, there is no doubt that this guy can do a much better deal, right? This Ooh, guy the, can the cut bias or no the, the private seller in comparison to the store. Okay, so he can cut margins. He can sh- sell cheaper. Yeah, because okay, obviously because he doesn't have the overheads and he yeah. doesn't have those overheads that uh, right. that a store might have. He can sell cheaper. We we agree on this. <clears throat> Second yep. point, availability. This is what was the origin of all this because he was he was showing the availability yeah, that only a star should have. This was this was the main concern that MT, that TCG discount showed. Well, I don't other than other than it being a, it, initially it sounded like a personal vendetta because <laughs> it was this bought guy bought us, cheap yeah. and sold high from us. He bought, yep. bought cheap from us, sold high, and I, I think this was like initially it sounded like they were trying to make an example out of this guy because I think this was like one too many times that they sold cheap and saw their copies being sold at high. Uh-huh. Right. We'll we'll talk about that. Like that's gonna be that's another sticking point. That yeah, I but definitely definitely this guy. Like they mentioned, it was a high point of concern for the carts as well, was that this guy was showing the availability of a professional seller. And the third point, reliability. <laughs> well, you With don't have to Magic be, uh, Car Market, reliability is kind of shit. When, you, when, he's, selling, when <clears throat> he's selling at that volume, like he's obviously shown reliability. He's already... Uh, when you have that many trades a month yeah, this and guy your is, rating is yeah, that high, exactly. means you this know, guy, you're putting it out. On paper, is more reliable than the star. Yeah, basically, and so this guy is beating them on two points, and which are prices and reliability, and he's showing the same availability. So literally, he there is be no a star, right? He should be. He's a, he's just if if he isn't a star, then he's like just way ahead in the race, and so the star has no way to compete with this guy. No, okay, so supposedly. No, right? Yeah, okay. If he's a private seller. So we talk about like competition and selling the cards itself. If you're a store, you're obvi- you know, you're obviously you have to stay ahead of the game. I mean, to be lean, you have uh, okay, not to be lean, but to be profitable, you have to stay ahead of the game. If you know that a certain card is going to go for X price, you have to sell it at that price and plus the markup obviously to make up for your yeah. to make up for your cost. Obviously there is the constraint of you know whatever what everyone else is selling it at. If you're if so you want to you you have liquidity, like if you want to have liquid products, you can go you can, you can push the price too much. Not yeah, on Magic okay, Card Market obviously. anyway, because obviously like all the private sellers will, will be ahead of well, you. Well, yeah, definitely undercut you. So you yeah. But but here's the thing: like you've already sold the product, 
Like you've sold the product at the price that you've determined and at the margin that you've determined. So somebody has bought from you four copies of your product. What's the deal? They felt like, basically how is this they felt unfair? cheated. They felt cheated. How do you feel cheated? Yeah, because, sure. Okay, definitely. So what happens is and Okay, a lot of people have a problem with this, which I feel like a professional seller should not. They should just like accept like it was the fair price, it was the, the price tag on them. Like exactly. they should accept yeah. It. Yeah. That's but what you buy it for. There I think what alerted them at first and what concerned them at first, I think this might have must have happened to them hundreds of times because i've done this like right when yeah, we yeah, see a I deal know. i've seen when we see a deal we go for it yeah and, exactly but that that's the price tag on the product that's how much the star is asking for it like what's stopping me yeah what you know like even yeah, if it's the, not the star even if saying, it's not a spec okay so here's the thing like even if it's not a spec if the store has listed uh listed it wrongly you are obviously, you know, I'm just, you're going to go in and you, the store is obliged to keep it at that price because that's the price. Yeah, that you, you just look it at it as a sale. Yeah, It's exactly. on sale. Let's get it. Yeah, but this store... It's more than on sale. But well, yeah, yeah anyway. but like this store, it wasn't even like that big a difference. It's just one euro per car, right? After fees yeah, and exactly. everything. It's like, it just seems to me like this store must have seen it happen like one too many times and thought they'd do something about it and see if there was anything to it. It feels like that, but I mean, the reply doesn't, you know... That's what it feels to me. Say. It feels to me like the star... Um, got fed up. It got fed up. Like, oh, man. And All they found... People. Yeah, they found... They, clearly, they saw a very, very good scapegoat. And they... Man... I, to me, that's what it feels like. I, I can understand that there's all these concerns with like, him maybe being a star front, which for me, like this has been... I have no concerns over this because I... Like I admit that, that a guy that goes to the pro tour and like all has all like this volume of com- competitive play would accumulate quite a lot of cards. Exactly. And also, like, and if you just play from, that much, yeah, from Modo yeah, if you and, play that much, and also if just from being like you and me are like regular players, and I don't even yeah, play that you. much, and I have like a fairly large collection, right? Exactly. You just like cards just come to you. Yeah. Like. What if hey, you could go to what if you're a player like us, and on top of that, you're like redeeming all these sets from like online tournaments and stuff? Exactly, like you could go to the store, and you know, on draft night, people leave behind their commons and uncommons. You just pick them up, and you form like a full, yeah. you form like full volumes of these. Yeah. That's that's not un that's not unnatural. That is very common. Yeah, I don't know if like for me. <coughs> For me, there isn't that much to it. Like, I don't think TCG Discount have too much of have the right to like pin this guy to the wall, basically on like legal fees. I think it's going to be unfortunately. Yeah, like I hope that the precedent sticks, but not in TCG Discount's favor. I I hope that a precedent is established for Magic specifically that it is okay to like sell whatever you want and buy whatever Mm. you want. Yeah, and I I mean these sites were created. I mean TCG Player. TCG Player and uh, uh, Magic Card Market. These sites were created for players, for people who collect yeah. to sell their collections. Yeah, but it's just you ridiculous know. that like in Europe, this is escalating to these, to like to th- this point. To this, right? yeah, right. to this it's point. Just... Whereas in America, like if you go on TCG, if you go on like MTG Finance Reddit, or if you go on like you just you can just read <coughs> articles like finance articles. People go three hundred copies deep, like on a certain spec. And they're like, okay, and it's that's fine. Nice. That's good for you, yeah, man. Yeah, it's and fine. You just like people go on, go on uh, TCG Player, buy out all the copies, and relist them higher. Exactly. If you, as long as you this pay happens. me, yeah, this happens. Yeah, as long as you pay me, it's right. fine. Uh, the I think the textbook example would be like Blood Braid Elf. Uh, Japanese buyers and uh, there are some American buyers just bought out oh, Blood Tassigur, Braid Elves. Like, yeah, Star City Games totally got completely bought out like by the, the Japanese time and time right? again. Shush, yeah, by the ta- exactly by the uh, Japanese speculators. Like time and time again, they they said there was an official statement saying, "Yeah, they, we keep getting bought out." Well, sorry, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't an official yeah. statement, but like it got leaked. Like Japanese yeah, speculators was... keep buying all the Tassigurs, <coughs> and once this information was leaked, I acted on it. So yeah, I don't see what's the I don't see what's the issue. It just like. seems to me it seems that this star wanted to see if there was any grounds, if there was any way to protect stars from this happening in the future. I don't know. You guys saw your that's because the thing, like if you're a star, you saw your product. You saw your product at the price that you deem fit. Yeah, but so this why? I think this started with Master of Waves. 
Well, it all started with Jason Mind Sculptor. Jason Mind Sculptor, yeah, I know. Back, right? This is where it all started. But that's different. That's totally yeah. different. But like Master of Ways and Tassa, this was the the biggest spike. Like this is where it all started. This is when, mm. like for example, Pro Tour season, prices fluctuate so fast. Like it was Master yeah. of Waves and Thassa initially. It was Boros Reckoner the the set after. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. now, like Tassigur and the latest Pro Tour, like and Siege Rhine on the latest Pro Tour. And like not not the latest one, but the one before that. But yeah, like these days with competitive play, like especially like now that you get more streamers. And you get yeah, like if you see a car doing well on camera, people are gonna go and like, oh, I want to play with this, or you just get the speculator and they go deep on it. Yep. Yeah, but you'll have like multiple people, like multiple multiple types of people. They'll be acting on it. They'll be acting upon this. That's fine. I think that is that keeps the market moving. (coughs) That gives like if people don't want to buy the cars, then the stars are not gonna have liquid prospects, right? Yeah, exactly. And you as a player, like this is here's the thing like you as a player if you happen to have these cards that you just opened and maybe you have multiple copies for example I have six copies of uh, what's that that leader the guy who drops two ones whenever he attacks oh, right, Mardu, right, I know, I know. Mardu's leader attack scout or whatever not I, all six I opened <laughs> I want to sell all these six and now you know if uh, you know, if this happens, I'm gonna this thing. No, now I have seven copies. I just opened <laughs> another copy. This is ridiculous. I know. What they're so. saying is basically, we like we as a store want to have a way of protecting ourselves. If a card price goes up, Man, we want to be able to to protect ourselves in that situation. Is what they're saying. They're saying that the only people that are allowed to buy copies with the strict intent of selling them again are stars. <coughs> I know, if, but that, here's the thing: like that's that's going to be a very weak defense. It is, it is because because it is a collector's game that has players in it as well. So they're mm-hmm. saying the only intent you can have of buying cards is just to play. Is play? Come no, on! No, you'll have people collecting them, and obviously, you want you'll have people that just like, oh, I really like this card. I'll try and make a profit from it. Man, and we know a lot of these players who are you know just collectors. They are the uh, uh what's that? What's that player type? Uh, Spike, Timmy, Johnny. It's none of those. No, no. There's there's a fourth player type yeah, that they yeah, talked about. I forget what it's called. Anyway, let's let's move on from this topic. I think we've uh, we've discussed it enough. I yeah. I'm all for transparency. Like if this guy is a front, I think he should come he out should, as he star. Should, yeah. That's fine. But if he's just like selling his prizes and stuff, especially in Germany, that they can they can they're not allowed to give out ca- cash prizes. Yeah, like you have to pay everything you have to in pay cards. In packs, yeah. Uh, I think it's like more than fine for him to like try and flip the the product yeah i i don't see i don't see anything especially if he's like if people can get cards for like cheaper prices like that's i think that's perfectly reasonable i i don't think he's ever gonna have like the sort of volume that will hinder every other business Mm. it's just gonna be like one guy selling cards yeah anyway uh okay so that's that's it for this story. Uh, we'll keep. Uh, well, we'll keep close watch. Uh, yeah, you to do as well. Like you, you can July follow this. June. Yeah, people can follow this on like Reddit, Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So, uh, what do we want to talk about next? The new. Oh man! Storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I wonder. I man. Okay. Yeah. Awkward pause there. But uh, let's just do a brief, brief run of this because uh, we're yeah. hitting the one-hour mark. We're like Mick and I are both very big lore fans, right? And we're we we enjoy, unlike most players, we enjoy reading like the stories behind the planeswalkers and all these like fantastic characters. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this isn't like um, I don't think this is explored enough in Magic. I I, I quite like like um, obviously we're getting a a full like a long film like a full mo- motion picture for magic oh yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it's but, starting yeah it has but we're that. never like magic has never explored this sort of side to it like they print all these cards like but people just want to just want it for the game but i think well, there's, there's the, like they, they have used to have books yeah they used to have novels no one, i don't think ever, everyone anyone ever paid attention to them and that's uh, why they stopped doing it it's like there is there are these fantastic <laughs> stories behind magic and no one really knows about it and because they never pushed it yeah, and you have, and then you have like uh, specific people who know the law, like uh, yeah. Rich, uh, no, not Rich Hagen. Was yeah, Rich it? Hagen. Brian, Brian Bond doing. No, Brian David Marshall. Uh Brian David Marshall. Yeah, he's the historian, and then yeah. you have Rich Hagen, who's like the law master, 
uh, Evan Irwin, like he's always digging up all these, uh, you know, little bits of law and um, and tie it in with um, how they created that set. Yeah. And so now uh, we've got a new article that just came out yesterday. Uh, so now you know when we record the podcast, uh, we talk about Magic Origins and it's a new era. Uh, so we're going to get well, we know this already. We're going to get five planeswalkers and they're going to feature the 10 worlds that uh, that these planeswalkers interacted with. Uh, so it's from their home plane and uh, goes to the first plane that they walk to. So in the original Lawwind set, uh, do we have Gideon? No, we had Jace. We had Liliana. We had Chandra. So we had three of these. Uh, the white planeswalkers were, was Ajani, right? Gideon only first yeah. showed up in uh, in shards, and uh, and instead of Nisa, we have Garuk. So obviously, these two have been changed because I think if you have Garuk, I don't have no clue where Garuk is from, and where was his first planeswalk. Neither do I have any clue where Ajani is from. I think Ajani is from. Uh, he uh, should be from Lorraine because that's where. He, yeah, he's one of the original five. Yeah, no, but here's the thing. Jace is not from Lawin. He's from Vrun. Vrun. Yeah, he is. Uh, Liliana's from Dominaria, Let's which see. is a now dead. Ajani uh, showed up as Vengeance in <coughs> wherever. He showed up as Color of the Pride in the Color. So he was Goldmane initially. He went to Theros. That's his okay, original. He went to Theros as Mentor of Heroes. Yeah, yeah but Theros is... Elspeth, like but you way. just went there to help Elspeth. Yep. And... Uh, he was Ajani Vengeant in... Oh, man. Got to check this Somewhere. Uh, come on. Filler. 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 Ajani Vengeant. Yeah. He was Color of the Pride in the car sets as well as Ajani Goldmane. But he was initially Ajani Goldmane in Lorwyn. Just just type in Ajani Goldmane. Lore. Uh, yeah. So, it was in Lorwyn. Yeah. That was... In, just type in on Google Ajani Goldmane Lore and he'll, he'll tell you. Oh, yeah. That's right. Ajani I Lore. think because he is one of the first five. Yeah, but none of the first five were from <coughs> Lauren. I don't think because Chandra is not from Lauren. She's from uh, uh, Kala, Kaladash something. Well, he went to... Well, okay, they don't say... Uh, Just t- type in home plane or something. Right. Home plane. Nope. Mortal life history. It's there. Okay, he was born. So, uh, Nak- uh, uh, he was in Nakato. Nakato, which means that you're from. Uh, uh, is it Zendikar? I think so. No, Nakato was. Mm. Oh yeah, what's Wild Nakato from? It was from Lowin Block. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so he must. He, he from, might uh, just yeah, be from Lauren. Should be from Lowin then. Well, should he have went. Done to, he definitely went to Jund. Well, we should have done our homework. Whatever. Yeah, we should, but yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so the five planeswalkers you're going to get is like Gideon, Jace, Liliana, Chandra, and Nissa. I like that they are trying to uh, blend in the home plane and the planeswalk, the, the first planeswalk plane. So it's like the... You're going to get, you know, on... Uh, you, we all know that the planeswalker cards are going to be flip cards. Uh, are they called flip cards? Well, they got like dual-sided cards. Uh, and well, the first side is going to be where they're at home, their home plane, and the other side is going to represent the place where they first planes walk to. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be cards that are going to be pre uh, cards in the set of that color that are going to be pre um, what you call it, pre planes walk and post planes, planes walk, which I think is going to be cool. Uh, and they're going to, uh, over the next five weeks, they're going to give out all the origin stories, which is pretty cool. First one starts with Chandra on the 10th of June, Liliana, Ve- Liliana Jace, Vez. Gideon, and then Nissa. Uh, finally, on July the 8th. I think the very next week, uh, July 8th, I, uh, uh, that week in July will be the pre-release, I think. Right? Sorry? Sets out on July 18th, right? I think so. Uh, July 17th, yeah. So that that week is going to be uh, pre-released. So 
so what they're trying to okay so the article the article goes on and it's uh it's a fun read uh, and they tell you all the people who's involved in the story but something that really struck me was this uh was this line this new storytelling model has three pillars okay so new keyword being the 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 keyword being new storytelling model number one the story should be accessible number two the story should be aligned and number three the story should be relevant okay wizards what happened before what was the old storytelling model the stories they were not accessible. The stories did not make sense, and uh, the stories were not relevant to the to the gameplay. Uh, I don't know. In I think they've definitely gotten a lot better now because they're more yeah. relevant to the community. Yeah, definitely. I I in the past few years, in the past few sets, they've been really good, like, especially starting from Innistrad. Innistrad was flavor max. Like uh, you know, LSV was talking on one of the podcasts. About a flavor draft, which is kind of cool, which is kind of cool concept. I want to try it one one of these days. <coughs> but yeah, so starting with Innistrad and onwards, you know, they started to get the story pinned down. It started to sound, you know, like the law was coming together, and it was it was very interesting. Uh, so I'm not sure why you're telling us why this new storytelling model has all these three pillars when. I think it should have been there all the time. I think they're just reassuring players that they'll get the information in like a a clear way and that'll be easy for them to like <coughs> understand yeah, if they pick it up from now anyway. Because I think a lot of people have prejudice towards like the old books because they, they think that they weren't Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's maybe true. a little bit convoluted. Mm, that's and true. some uh, like because a lot of people talk about like uh clashes between the timelines and stuff. I think nah, they wanna not, like make peace, even though there isn't there isn't we've we've established that I yeah. think in a in a future episode we're gonna talk about a lot yeah. about the I think law. they just wanna uh you know it's like yeah you would think give everyone like yeah. peace of mind that you can like pick up these articles and they'll be easy to understand and that's like, so strange like, like they should have ended the article they should have ended the article with uh the we're going to have all five origin stories in the column uh and then list all the five origin stories and they should have ended the article right there yeah um, anyway, but you know, you know, there's the Magic Story team and uh, Doug Bayer, Kelly, Kelly Diggs, uh, Jenna Helen. Okay, all these people they're working hard on the story, and I hope it comes out nice. Well, yeah, let's hope. Uh, so, and the article, of course, written by Jenna Helen. So yeah, she's always like the one that gives the uh, all the Uncharted realms, all the good Uncharted right, and she, realms. Well, she also like when uh, during the pro tours and stuff. Whenever they do like behind R and D, she's the, oh, yeah, the one she's that the talks one on talks, yeah. lore. Yeah, because she's pretty. Actually, she's uh, well, she's pretty. Mm. I can't say she's not pretty. Uh, okay, so I think she just like knows her stuff. Mm. Uh, cool. Okay. So one last thing we want to do. We're gonna introduce a new section. Uh, in the podcast, it's called "In the Spec Box." In the Spec Box, okay, we'll, we'll come out with a with a fancy like uh, jingle. Uh, and uh, in the Spec Box is supposed to be something that we basically keep in our Spec Box. And yeah, we talk about Spec Box. Despite what TC did, this count once. Yeah, they're not no, going to. They're not going to oppress me. I'm going to have my cards and sell them. Yeah, we don't do it. We don't do it. Like we we're giving you adv- advice on like cards you should pick up for like future play anyway. Yeah, and if you do see it, if you do see it and do see it for cheap, uh, do pick it up because it's gonna be it's gonna be a good uh uh, uh it's gonna be acquisition. a good deal. Yeah, it's gonna be a good acquisition. So the spec for this week, no, no, what is it? Yeah, so. The spec for this week in the spec box this week is card calling. Why? So, Why? Yeah, so we've seen these Coco decks. Coco is the new nickname for these decks. <laughs> Why is it Coco? I don't understand. Collective team. company. Oh man, Team yeah, Coco. It's the, it's the new thing. It's the yeah. Coco decks. Jeez. But yeah, so well, these, but it's not it's not really new. Some guy came out with this the minute Anafenza yeah, yeah, was spoiled. Yeah, but people sort of like thought, oh, it's too cute, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it was too cute. But then, do you remember how Pod used to play even when you didn't have Pod? You know, the deck is good. Yeah. It's there. And yep. these, like, everyone's saying, everyone who's been testing these decks is saying, like, it's by no means tuned, but this is the real deal. And this is, uh, okay, so the deck we're talking about, yeah, it's the Coco deck. 
Uh, it basically is uh, the Melira combo. It's Melira and Offensa comboing yeah. with Viscerous here and uh, Kitchen Things yeah. and uh, Madras Wickham and yeah. other creatures. But yeah, so this is the this is a really cool deck. Yeah. Because it can still be like the mid-range deck that Pod used to be, even though it doesn't have Siege Rhino anymore. Yeah, and you but don't have to go off on combo. So, But it's more all-in on combo. It has more combo pieces. Yeah, that's right. And so yeah. because okay, so previously you have Melira and that's it. And then you have to cast Melira before you cast uh Kitchen Finks. So now you have Anafenza. No, you don't have to cast it before, you just can't yeah, go yeah. off. No, no, no. Uh you just can't sac kitchen things. Oh yeah, you can't you sacrifice have... kitchen things before you have Melira out. Yeah. So with this new tech, you have Anafenza. You just need one of them out, one yeah. of the three, and then you cocoa. And you get the other two. And you get the other two and you go off. Like, I'm yeah. going to gain infinite life. And with the added bonus, I'm going to scry for the, yeah. Yeah, so Melira is legendary. <coughs> and this is one of the reasons you can never run, like, that many. Oh, her. yeah. So you can have Melira yeah. and Anafenza. On now the you can also have Anafenza. Who is, it? like, Anafenza is also legendary, but that has no consequence because you can now run Two Maliras and two Anafenses or whatever split you want to do. It's a 3-3. Three, three. I read the deck list. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So it's it's really good. Uh, and Call of Calling is one of the key pieces because you're looking for that creature. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might not have uh, the mana on board, but Call of Calling allows you to convoke, which is awesome. And so you can it look for those It works great pieces, with yeah. Wall of Roots. Oh, uh, man. No, but Wall of Roots doesn't play in this deck. Yeah, Here, here's the thing. It does? Yeah. Oh, man. I have to see this version. Oh, right. Wall of Roots is the one mana, you just put right. a counter, give mana. It, it, it pays for two mana, basically, with right. card of calling. That's, that's right. Uh, but it doesn't work with Melira. It's, it's such a non-bow. It doesn't matter. Melira. It's an, it's one of the best accelerants because it, <laughs> it has haste. It supports a paradise with haste. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Card of calling, you can, it can now be found. It can still be found for four euros on Magic Card Market. Um, yeah, it's going up. M15 did not get opened as but like this card was it's like a 20 euro card before like when, yeah, when I mean, you just had goodness. like the return to the Ravnica conversion like this card has so much potential everywhere like in EDH okay, standard so it's been awkward because we've been in a format where you want to be playing bombs and not necessarily small creatures to try and find like a finisher yep um, we don't even have, though you're, I mean, you're now starting to find card calling for like a Tarka and stuff no, but we don't. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't have the same effect as uh, if you're searching for combo for, pieces. Yeah, it's exactly. Like crater hoof and yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, crater hoof is ambitious, but yeah, oh, without man, without so Gaia's awesome. cradle, but yeah. No man, it's crater ambitious. It's awesome. But um, <coughs> so I could see, yeah, like, this card CDC this card has been hoof. not played at all for the longest time, and now. It's starting. It's starting to play, play yeah. and it's, it's a far of so, like standard modern uh, people in EDH will want it. Yeah, yeah foil prices. Foil. foil prices are hard. Like they're tough already because everyone started coming. Like the foil. Because yeah, but yeah. Because basically, M fifteen M fifteen did not get opened that much. So you know, jump in on these regular copies. They're a far of. Mm. Yeah, in the spec box, spec box as well. But even though that's like sort of a more. Is the rest of the? It's basically the rest of that deck. And offense. Well, yeah. The, there is one card, one other card I should mention. Like this is the card that everyone knows. Like one of these days you're gonna wake up and it's gonna be disgusting, expensive. It is abrupt decay. Yeah. If you don't have them, you should probably have them. I want one. I want one so bad. Yeah, I've owned four for the longest time. Like ever since Return to Ravnica, I have a assigned playset. I regret not getting foils, but like that shot up so fast. Like the the legacy oh, crowd yeah, knew, man. they knew. Yeah, obviously it's two mana. It's two mana uncounterable. Yeah. It's gonna kill everything of relevance of yours. So yeah. Uh. So yeah, yeah, that's in the spec box this week. The main feature card calling, you know, abrupt decay. If you can find them, <laughs> you probably get them. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that's the that's our show. That is our show. Awesome. There's no there's no crackling this week. Uh, recently I found like I think the mixer or one of the mics is going off it's going oh maybe one of the other mics is <coughs> acting up yeah uh, I don't know well I'm acting up I'm I'm having a sore throat and uh, and cough and wheezing and stuff like that anyway uh, so that's been the show you've been listening to the Power9 Podcast uh, remember you can find us every week power9podcast.com 
Stitchers, Stitcher, iTunes, mtgcast.com. You can uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash power9podcast and Twitter at power9podcast. The nine is the number nine. Yeah. Uh, Tweet at us, the spellboy and yeah. also the Asian, yeah, the Asian judge. judge. Right. Uh, so, well, I want to read out one comment that we got on our website very quickly. Uh, and this, would, would this be the, uh, the, the uh, holiday holiday advice? Oh, you know, man. maybe a suggestion <laughs> for our our either, uh, listeners. Yeah. So okay. Um, basically, last week we had a comment. Uh, you definitely know this is spam. Uh, our Galapagos Conservatory. Okay. So from New dot blopper dot org, uh, and this is not an advertisement on their behalf, but I'm reading it anyway. Our Galapagos Conservancy cruises sail aboard the MV Integrity. I don't know what know what MV is. Comma an attractive sixteen passenger boat owned by Galapagos native uh, Rolf Sievers. This is obviously spam. Beautiful opportunity for you to go <laughs> and sail around the Galapagos Islands. Oh man, we get so much spam every week. <laughs> yeah. We we put finance uh, on the title of one of our podcasts <laughs> and like yeah okay so yeah episode five is uh, the finance forecast and there's got so much spam episode four is fate reforge has dragons and bananas and that has a lot of spam too I don't know why though is no it it's got it's got the Viagra Viagra spam on it oh bananas. is it because it says bananas bananas hilarious bananas. okay anyway so you've been listening to the Power Nine podcast. Uh, for myself and Nuno, we're signing out. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Ciao.